Welcome back, everybody, to the Fathom Family Podcast. We're uh, right in the middle of an incredible conversation with Pastor Jeremy and Corey Isaacs uh, from the great state of Georgia and Generations Church with their new book, Your Marriage Matters. Everybody needs to go out and uh, and grab this thing. Um, but we're really excited to uh, continue this conversation. Man, we've been talking all kinds of stuff. What's I the know. stuff that's stuck Just out like... to you so far? Oh my gosh, I could I could just like talk for an hour. We don't have enough time, but the the um the heart stuff and really the thing about intimacy with the last like just not letting the other person in that was yeah. for me that was so good. Yeah. 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 So uh, we're gonna actually uh, bring it up into uh, the fun level. Fun is so yes. such Important. a big part of of marriage and just right. enjoying one another. And uh, once you start having kids, right, that can kind of become backburner. And something you guys have done, uh, Jeremy and Corey, and we've seen up close, we've seen uh, from a distance, is you guys are really intentional about this. So I'd love for you guys to just take us into some of the practical things you guys do. What do you guys enjoy doing that just keeps the spark alive, that keeps it fresh, the intentionality of uh, of a dating life, even yeah. as a, an old married couple? <laughs> well, I... I think I should start out to say that Jeremy and I really do. We're best friends. We love to have fun. Recently, we were doing some like research on the book. And so I'd gone down to the basement. I dug through some things and I found a book that Jeremy's mom had put together um, from our wedding. And it was, she had everybody kind of write a letter to us. They were either bridesmaids or groomsmen and parents and all kinds of things. So Jeremy's dad had written, had written a beautiful, beautiful letter. And at the end of the letter, he said, the world will tell you to work at your marriage. And although there are definitely things you've got to work on, I would tell you to play at your marriage, work at your job, work at your career, work at your family, play at your marriage. And it was so profound to me because I thought, oh my goodness, like the greatest gift God could give us, like we're allowed to have fun and play together in, in marriage. We're allowed to enjoy each other's company. Um, and so, yes, we, there are definitely things there are to work on, but I don't think we should work at our marriage, you know, like exactly what we said, work at your job, work hard at it, play at your marriage, have fun with it. Um, and that was so profound. So me and Jeremy really do try to do the best of our ability uh, play at our marriage. And it's definitely been seasonal when the kids were much younger uh, there wasn't a lot of money to do a lot of play dates, you know, like you just had to get creative. So it was a lot of putting the kids to bed and watching a movie on the couch. It was, you know, popping popcorn, whatever it was. Um, and I also think it's kind of just the everyday moments in life of, you know, that you can have fun with that don't have to be these big dates. But one of, uh, as the kids got older, all the kids were in school. One of the things that me and Jeremy have been very intentional with are something we call Fridays. Jeremy has Fridays off and the kids are in school. And so it's the perfect time to try to like date. So Jeremy actually coined the phrase Fridays several years ago. And those look like a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Jeremy's better at planning dates than I am. But Well, I think for us. If, if I use it, I have to send you royalties. You do. You yeah. have to send me royalties. <laughs> you do. I don't know if you actually have to, but yes, you have to. That's definitely. Yeah. It'll help yes. fund our Fridays. Our Fridays. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I think. I think what we realized early on, and I'll, I'll talk specifically about Friday. Since I think what we realized early on is that like, I am a quality time person. Like if we're going to be together, like I want it to be focused time. I want, I want you looking at me. I want to look at you. Like it's quality time. It feels intentional. We've created a plan or we're spending money on it or whatever. Corey's just a quantity time person. 
It's like, if we're in the same vicinity, it doesn't matter if the kids are screaming and I'm helping with homework and she's making dinner and Alexa's yelling that the timer's going off and the dryer's buzzing and all the, like we're together. So that, that checks the box for her in so many different ways. Cause it's just quantity time. We're just in the vicinity of one another. but that doesn't feel like anything necessarily fulfilling to that need in my life. So what we realize it's not either, or it's both. And we just need to be together as much as we can shared experiences, shared responsibilities, and that's a part of it. But we also need to pull back. So that could be, you know, being intentional about getting the kids to bed early. We were never like the scheduled people like the kids will always go to bed at seven. We just had more of a rhythm to our evening. So it was like they always did the same things in the same order, even if tonight it was at seven. But tomorrow night we had church. So they didn't start that till nine. Like that was OK in our house. But it was the same rhythm. It was like with bath, it was, you know, food and then bath and then bed and whatever. And so I'm we were sure just trying to don't hear this. I got to make sure my kids don't hear yeah. this. No, no, no. I'm not saying there's either right or wrong. <laughs> my, my kid gets called 7.30 bedtime at church. Listen, <laughs> every night, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You got to find the rhythm that works for you. But what we said, Corey's a night owl. It was fine for the kids to go to bed at 9 or 10 because she was going to be up till 1 or 2 anyway. Some nights I'd join her and other nights no. But like there was this sense that for us, like we needed both. We needed quality yeah. and quantity. So we had to be intentional about that. So again, early it was those things. Now there's a lot more flexibility because of the ages of our kids. Um, so last night, you know, Sunday felt like going to the grocery store, but it was together and we were laughing. And but Fridays for us, sometimes it's like a top golf and target day, but other times it's not nearly that expensive. It's it's going and just driving up towards the mountains and seeing beautiful homes that you know we love or watching the scenery, or sometimes it's going shopping or antiquing, but we don't buy a lot or we buy one thing or it's just really trying to be intentional together. There are other days we never leave the house, but it is specifically for us. We're hanging out or we're doing a project or watching a movie or we order lunch in from Grubhub or whoever, because it's just that time together. And we really try to honor that. I mean, again, there's no perfect system. Sometimes I've got to be gone on a Friday or we have to do something that's church related or school related, or somebody forgot their lunchbox or it interrupts our plans. But um, we really try to be super intentional, which I think is for us the most important part of it. It's me saying to Corey and Corey saying to me, there's a million other things we could be doing. But when we were dating, we would drive through the night to spend 30 minutes together. Like I have that same sense of intentionality that like I want to be with you as much as I can. I, I want to be with you whenever I can, um, because I, I love spending time with you. And I, I want to show you that and model that for you. That's yeah, so good. Absolutely. And I love how you kind of broke it down where it's not like, oh, only if you have this budget, can you do yeah. this thing? Like it doesn't right. have to be anything yeah. fancy or elaborate, but it's just the being together part. I love that. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you're super, super intentional about? Yeah. So again, I think everything's kind of like seasonal and, and stage of life. And I, I think for us, like there were times that even when we couldn't like afford uh, just the two of us vacation like if we knew I was taking a trip or we were taking a trip like we would just kind of add like a half a day we'd fly in a few hours early you know to to do that together or we drive a little you know stay an extra day or we rent a car instead of flying or like just trying to find any way to build a few mm -hmm. minutes in together um, because that. again there's so many other things that that prioritize uh, that pull at this time john maxwell says it's not whether or not your calendar will be filled it's who you've given permission to fill your calendar well if we don't stay in charge of filling our calendar and 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 pulling at that time you know so in our calendar like there are specific blocks of time that we pull just for the two of us 
and nobody gets access to that unless they're bleeding or dying or like nobody gets access to that spot because it's us and we're prioritizing that stuff. So we try to prioritize like some family time or family vacation, even if it's a staycation. And then not, we haven't nailed it every year, but over the last few years, we've really tried to prioritize uh, a, a just the two of us type of trip. It can be overnight. It could be local. It could be, you know, cashing in sky miles or credit card points or whatever, you know, just to get away for a weekend or a few days at a resort or a retreat or a hotel or something. Um, because when you're dating, so much is about the future. It's about dreaming dreams about what will be in five years or 10 years or 20 years or when we're going to have kids. What will we do when we grow old? And then when you get married and life starts coming at you and you're working jobs and juggling kids, you stop dreaming. You stop looking to the future and you start reacting to everything that's right in front of you. And so many marriages fall apart because they, they stop looking ahead. They stop dreaming. They stop wanting to partner together towards like this preferred future. And the three leading years of divorce are year one. It's like, what did I do? I shouldn't have married you. Year seven, this is not what I thought it would be. Or we had kids and that didn't heal what was already broken. And year 26, the kids grew up, they moved out and we don't know each other. And yeah. we want to try to ensure that our marriage is healthier in year 30 and 40 and 50 and 70 than it was in year one or two, because we've created so many memories that we can look back and laugh about. But we're also dreaming about the next year or the next trip or, you know, those kinds of things. That's a, that's a big priority for us. I, I think too, the other thing we're very intentional about take out dates and money and all the things. It really is just talking. Yeah. And that's different than communication. Yeah. You know, we really are. Jeremy's favorite show, one of his favorite shows is The West Wing. He's a big, like, he loves The West Wing. And as they're like wrapping up the show, there's a character on the show who can't decide, like she's worried about her next step in her career and what she will do. And, and so she starts pulling away from this one kind of like safe relationship. And so he's kind of chasing her down and saying like, what are you afraid of? And and she was like, I think you're asking more of me than I want to give. And he was like, I just want to talk. Like, just let me into the pieces of your life. Just talk because I love the sound of your voice. So poetic. It's an incredible line. But I mean, I think that we're just very intentional to talk. I think it's really easy after a long, stressful day to come in and use your home as like an escape, like a zone out time. Like mm -hmm. I had to give so much of who I was out there. Don't ask anything yeah. of me when I come in here, you know, so I'm going to sit and play a video game or I'm going to be distracted by the TV. And if you interrupt me, I'm going to be really angry about it, like, or irritated with my response or, you know, and I, Jeremy's never done that. And I hope, I, I mean, I, we all have frustrating days. Don't get me wrong. We all have moments and we have to give each other grace there. But I do think that there's something intentional about like, you know, getting home from work and coming and just telling me about your day or me telling you about my day or me telling you about the kid and just talking about really nothing. None of it's really that important as much as it is just debriefs and talking, yeah. staying caught up on each other's day and life, which then creates so much more intimacy and fun and knowledge of each other. And like, I just want to hear you talk because I like the sound of your voice kind of deal, you know, and just, just talking, I think creates such a healthy ma marriage that actually when you get to those points where you really need to communicate something, it's easier to do that because you've been talking the whole time. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. a lot of times you see, you know, everybody's probably been at, at that date night where it's like, what are we going to talk about? What do we talk about? And, and, and it's because communication has been stopped up for a while. Right. And yeah. it really takes, you know, you got to use that plunger. Like, That's right. Communication is stopped up. And in my, my joke all the time, and this stuff talking about communication, is that communication is the plumbing running through the house. Once it backs up, everything starts to stink. You know? everything, That's it. Yep. And That's right. so 
got so to good. do that work. And, and I love that. I mean, we've got to title this episode, like, play at your marriage, right? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah that's so good. Drop the bomb there. That's a good one. So good. Yeah. So, that so was my good. father-in-law. Well, and I think because if, if, if you don't, like, that's that one, you know, gravity is what pushes us down, but you need some levity. You need something that lifts you up. You need something mm-hmm. that kind of gets you unstuck and gets you out of the, you know, the, the weeds or the mess or the stress or what you need that stuff that kind of lifts you. And uh, if you're not, if you're not sharing experiences and you're living your life and they're living their life, you have to include them by telling them about those experiences. Like I went on a work trip or I, I took the kids to this. If she doesn't tell me those things, then she has these experiences over here that I have no part in, or I, I don't even know about. And back here, that's okay. But the farther and the wider those things diverge, now there's this gap that I don't even know how to span because we've allowed so much time and so much space and so many things to keep us moving down different paths. So it's like, you can have your own life and do so many of your own things, depending on the relationship that you desire in your marriage. But I've got to either share those experiences with you or include you in them conversationally so that I'm not running down a path that you have no part in. I want to bring you a part of that. So we just yeah. kind of stay in sync and stay together. In those and it's regards. basic. Like when you were dating, that was natural, right? Yeah. It was easy. It was like, no, you hang up. No, yeah. you hang up. And it'd be great. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, somebody hang up the phone. I, That's you right. know, yeah. And you weren't talking about anything. Yeah. Like you, it, I can't remember one conversation I had on the phone with Jeremy, other right. than the fact I didn't want the conversation to end. Yeah. So we were talking mm-hmm. about nothing so that we could just keep talking. Yeah. And I think the same yeah. is true. Marriage. You just keep talking so that you always have something to talk about, even if it's not of absolute importance, it's just to talk. I'll say one other thing and then I'll, I'll pitch it back to you wherever you want to go. But like, I just think it's important for somebody that's listening. And we, we try to always give this disclaimer. Cause like we talked about Friday, not everybody has Fridays off yeah. or maybe one spot works mm-hmm. and one keeps the kids or what you know both have to work outside the home or whatever it really is just about finding what works for you yeah. but making sure you find something that works for you maybe it's not every week maybe it's every other Saturday or every other Sunday afternoon or it's once a month or whatever but it's a rhythm that you can count mm-hmm. on that says to your partner hey I'm prioritizing this and nothing gets in the way so you know again and and, and this you know this has always been something that we've tried to remember but like when there literally was like no, no, no money for babysitting. It was like, well, we're just going to stay home and do this. But you could get creative and like have three or four couples on your street or in your church that like rotate free babysitting so that every couple gets a date night. So it's like, well, you guys are going to watch our kids tonight, but next Saturday we're going to watch your kids. We're not charging each other, but you get a free childcare date night. We get a free childcare date night, but you get a night out that, that lowers that expense. Or we're going to go double date together and split the costs of whatever this is. If that, if money's the issue, if it's time, then again, you get flexible in your schedule. You move a few things around to say like, it may not be every Friday or every week or every, you know, but it is intentionality with the finances and the time to tell your spouse, honestly, if it all went away, I'm fighting for our time beyond everything else. And there are other things that pull at my time or pull at our money or what, but as much as it depends on me, I am prioritizing this. That speaks volumes to your spouse. It really does. It really, it really does. does. When she's like, hey, I'm working on the babysitter. I'm like, it just, I'm, I feel love. It know? does. Yeah. When we're talking about, hey, what do you want to do? Yeah. I'm like, she wants to spend time with me. You <laughs> That's, know? Right. That's exactly I right. It. I love it yeah. so much. Okay. So we got to find out how to get this book. Yeah. Like, tell us. Yes, please. Where can we get the book? Buy the book. Your marriage matter. <laughs> Yeah, so it's called Your Marriage Matters, Discovering What God Can Do with Your I Do. 
and it's primarily on Amazon. So you can get okay. uh, you can get it in paperback, you can get it audiobook, you can get Kindle, like whatever your preferred way is. Um, Amazon it releases on October the twenty fourth of twenty twenty two. So uh, if you're listening to this after that, then you go on Amazon and grab a copy. Um, it really is something that we, it, it was a labor of love, no, no pun intended. Like it was something that we have had a heart for, for a number of years. And this year decided to just really carve out the time to curate the content and curate what was on our heart um, to really invest in couples. We tell crazy stories. We tell on ourselves. I tell on myself, she tell, like just think dumb things we've done, things yeah. that we laugh about that hopefully will help every couple feel normal. Uh, and hopefully help everybody just to go, okay, like this, we can work through every chapter is about an aspect of those marriage matters that everybody's dealing with in some form. There's even a chapter on stages of marriage. If you're a newlywed, if you've got young kids, you got, you know, school age kids, you got an empty nester, like what are those things in marriage in those seasons that really impact this? But ultimately that larger narrative is just living a marriage that matters for far greater reasons than you could ever imagine. Love it. Incredible! I so can't good. wait. This is going to impact so many marriages, so many lives. You guys are making such a difference. I uh, want you to keep doing what you do. We love you guys. This is such a meaningful time for Thanks us, for just as, as friends, to to be together and uh, look forward to hopefully being together in person someday uh, soon. We're stopping through Atlanta. Absolutely. Oh, well, thanks so much. I appreciate you guys inviting us. Yeah, thank you Absolutely. for having us. Love you guys. Absolutely. Love you Thank you too. Thanks for listening to the Fathom Family uh, podcast. We will see you guys next time.